0: Maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today, if you have your Bibles ready, it will be in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. I simply entitled this, Where Are the Just Men? Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. Uh, you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. It was never intended to have divorce, that was something that man did. Because we had hard hearts, and, and let me tell you something, I, I will be very honest with you, it, uh, whether it's a man or a female, you can have a hard heart and not want to reconcile and do the thing that God has called you to do. Right to live for God, turn from your sin, live for God, and say, you know what, I'm going to do everything I can that God's called me to do to be, this, be the, the husband that God has called me to be because I want to save the marriage. And if you're going to do that, you do that. But we went over the biblical reasons for divorce, and that's adultery or abandonment. Those are the only two reasons that biblically we have. That we can divorce, and and but any other reasons because of hard hearts, it can be because of abuse, and and we would never want anyone to stay in an abusive relationship. You know, we went over that, and I talked about that. That was not a teaching when we went over Ephesians chapter five. You can go listen to that teaching. But it, I'm very adamant, like if you're in an abusive relationship, you need to leave and call the police, and then we deal with that. And then you need help. You need biblical counseling. Now, whatever the Lord wants to do with the other partner, because sometimes, like I said, it can be a woman that does it too. A woman can beat a man just as well as a man can beat a woman, unfortunately. But it's all because of hard hearts. And nobody wants to live for God. And But at the end of the day, that person who's doing the abuse needs counseling. And whatever consequence that they're going to face because of man, they can ask for forgiveness from God and God will forgive them. But they still are going to face consequences from man's law because you reap what you sow. Now, if the other spouse decides, I want to try to reconcile, and the person refuses to get biblical counseling, or they decide they just don't, you know, it doesn't work out in biblical counseling together as a couple. Then, unfortunately, the hardness of heart has prevailed, and and divorce happens. But this is Jesus speaking on that, and people forget this. You know, people forget this. And and what's crazy now is Joseph's gonna fall asleep. You know, sometimes when we're stressed out, and we we're just we're at a point of exhaustion. Have you ever been there? Um, I know I have, and and I think I and I'll be very honest with you before Christ. I probably slept way too much because I kept thinking if I go if I go to sleep and I wake up the problem's gonna solve itself. And it doesn't. It doesn't. And now I have Christ and so I need to go to his word. I need to seek his presence. I need to be like if I'm struggling with something, I need to put some Christian music on, some worship. I need to I need to call somebody, ask somebody to pray for me. I did that for somebody today that called me and said, Hey Mike, can you pray for this? And I was like we in the middle of Charlie's daughter's eating breakfast, I was like, I'll pray right now. Let's pray. On the phone, I know I look like a fool in Charlie's daughter, but I don't care. Because I was like, let's pray, man. Because, you know, I I would rather you be able to lay that down at God's feet and not carry that burden anymore. God never asked you to pick those backpacks up. But sometimes when you're so stressed out, you get to the point of exhaustion and you just crash. And that's what happens to Joseph. It says, But he considered these things. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived is her is from the Holy Spirit. And I love this. Like he, an angel appears to him and is like, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, Joseph. It's, it's, and he, and he emphasizes son of David. Right? Son of David, I love that. Like, hey, son of David, David's a big deal. He's like, do not fear, right? Do not fear to take Mary as your wife. And he gets confirmation of what Mary said, that, that which is conceived is from the Holy Spirit. And that's why we get that verse in Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name emmanuel and this is a supernatural birth this was written some 700 years before the prophecy and now this prophecy has been fulfilled and this was written by isaiah 700 years before this prophecy ever took place and and so that's the beauty of god's word it's it's it is truth and why is it truth? Because Jesus is the truth. He is the way, the truth. The. There's only one. He's the truth. And I don't let nobody else tell you. Because look, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of non-truth that's being put out there. Because just, I'm going to be very straight up with you. If you think about it, when you think of the truth, and you think, okay, he, he this is confirmation of what Isaiah 7.14 says. Like this, just go back to the Word of God. It's been confirmed. That's what we should do whenever we're going through something. Whenever we get to that point of exhaustion and stress, go to God's Word and find comfort in God's Word. Go to Him in prayer. And say, I can believe this because I know it's true. I know God's Word is true. And a lot of people believe, even non-believers believe in the, the, the birth of Jesus by the Holy Spirit. It's like sixty-something percent. I think over thirty-something percent believe non-believers believe in that that Jesus was born of the Holy Spirit, but they struggle with the truth part of it because if they if they if they know that he says that he came what to save us from what our sins, and they don't accept that part of it. It says she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He's like Here, here's the name you're gonna give him. For he will save his people from their sins. This is the number one verse if you need to share the gospel with somebody this this Christmas. Whether you do it at Christmas, Easter, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever, you just say, hey, Jesus came because he came to save his people from their sins. Who is their people? The gospel is for the Jew and the Gentile. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. That's why we have Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and of his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from the time Uh, forward and and even forever the zeal of the lord of the hosts will perform this i love that the zeal of the lord of the hosts will perform this who's going to do it the lord of hosts right as the holy spirit is going to do these things man it's like god is sending his son into this world and that should excite us it's like that's what that's what the christmas story is all about in this one moment Is that like, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This is why Jesus is born. This is why. He comes to earth to save us. Because we can't make ourselves clean. And we try. Oh, do we try. And you know what's funny? is like people will do things for Christmas. Uh, I'll, I'll go to church and that'll make me clean. I don't make you clean. Confessing your sins and repenting and turning to Jesus and asking him into your heart, that makes you clean. Well, I'm going to give a bunch of money to a charity. That'll make me clean. That'll make me better. All you're doing is trying to make yourself feel good. That's it. You're just trying to make yourself feel good. That's all you're doing. The only person that can make you clean is Jesus Christ. That's it. The Apostle Paul says this in First Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. This is a faithful saying and saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the chief. You cannot make yourself clean. Isaiah chapter one verse 18. Come let us, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though, uh, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, uh, though they are, are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. It's like he's the only one who can redeem you. He's the only one who can clean you. In Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, under the law to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions as sons and because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts. Meaning, you get the Holy Spirit when you receive Christ, crying out, "Abba, Father." Therefore, you are no longer slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through uh, of heir of God through Christ. You know, I think that's very important that you understand and grasp. It's like He's saying that you're no longer a slave to that sin. Stop living in shackles. Confess your sins. Like walk away from it tonight, whatever it is. Just give it up. Give it up. It's like he's saying you don't have to be a slave to it anymore. Like if you're, you're, you're struggling with a, an addiction to meth, like you don't have to be a slave to it tonight. Like God can break you of that. Like it can be it, you confess it and you turn and repent and you turn to Him, and the power of the Holy Spirit comes into your life, man, you just cry out, Abba, Father, I need you. Like, we forget how precious the blood of Jesus Christ is. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 says, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Grace. And I know that you're probably thinking to yourself, I have messed up my... I am in the muck and the mire and the mud and I'm, I, I'm filthy. But guess what? There's grace for the journey. Get up, repent and confess your sins and God will cast it as far as from the east to the west and you're forgiven. And he wants you to walk with him. He wants you to be a just man. He wants you to be a righteous woman, right? And, and that means just those simple things we spoke about Sunday, uh, humility, humility, Obedience to the Father, right? And become a servant for others. Learn to serve others. Those are a simple way just to start walking with God. I love that. In John 3 19, it says, and if and, and this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Right now we see a lot of men that are are, are struggling in the darkness. A lot of men and And you know, even we had something that happened at the Senate um, this past week, which was just nasty. you know and and we see men loving darkness and worshiping darkness. and 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 it's demonic. We see a lot of demonic things that are going on in our culture today. What What I pray that we would start seeing, and they're there. We just have to open our eyes to look for them. But there are just and righteous men in our culture. And I pray that that I think a lot of men are, are afraid to, to, to stand up and, and speak up about God uh, because they're worried about being counseled or they're worried about just the repercussions of it or whatever. But my prayer is is that, you know, you need to at least do that within your home. Uh, your kids need to know where you stand on, on certain subjects and where, because we have a lot of confusion. Like when you have, you have somebody that's, you know, and I'm praying, if you're in a Catholic church, I, I want to share this with you real quick. If you're in a Catholic church and you're asking yourself, what are we doing? Maybe it's time to walk away from the Catholic church and come to a verse-by-verse Bible teaching church. And I'm not saying it has to be ours. I'm just saying you need to, you need to get outside of that because anybody who's supporting something that goes against the Word of God is not a just man and should not be leading anything. Period. Period. We need to remember that. But what happens is men love darkness and you go, but wait a minute, he is the leader of the Catholic Church. He has been showing his cards for some time now. He is not a just man. He has supported the Chrislam movement of the one world religion that's happening in Dubai. He has supported the 2030 uh, UN uh resolutions and things like that that support uh worshiping creation uh over the creator and now he supported the um the lgbt the alphabet thing i'll just say it like that he's supporting that because he's he's saying hey look you can be same sex and be married and mark my words at some point within the year or probably within 2025 i would put put it wouldn't put it past them he'll support transitioning but if you're if you're attending a church that supports that you need to leave you need to find a church that teaches biblically that is biblically sound and we have a lot of great ones here in divine and natalia and then lytle uh, that we teach biblical there's a lot of great pastors in this town it doesn't have to be my church i'm just telling you find a church get plugged in get plugged into the word that's the main thing and don't follow somebody who's gonna teach something that is not biblical, period. Just just know that because men love darkness more than they love light. Isaiah 48, says, "'There is no peace,' says the Lord for the wicked." There is no peace. And so what we see here is, is we see just a, you know, this being fulfilled, and it says all this took place and verse 22, to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. And then he gives the scripture from Isaiah 7:14. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And this is why I love the word of God, because the word of God confirms the word of God. He's confirming the word of God. That's a beautiful thing. Like he's saying, hey, uh, the Lord said this was going to happen. Is being fulfilled. The Lord told the prophet to save this, and now it's being fulfilled. The Lord told the prophet some 700 years before it was ever going to happen, and it's been fulfilled. It's awesome. And it goes back to what was given to us by Moses in Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. It's It's... The word of God does not return void. Just remember that. The word of God does not return void. And, and so we, we see that it's, she is from a virgin that will conceive and bear what? A son. A son. And, and why can this happen? In Luke chapter 1, verse 37 For with God nothing will be impossible. Uh, impossible for man, but not, po- but not possible with God. With God nothing will be impossible. Nothing. In Jeremiah thirty two, seventeen, Ah Lord God, behold you have made the heavens and the earth in your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Nothing too hard for you. And we get that beautiful part of the scripture, Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. And we talked about that last week uh, on Sunday. We looked at from the cradle to the cross to the crown. And so we have God sending forth his son in obedience as a servant and and humility being born below angels, being born in our skin and dealing with this world but being sinless and keeping the law. Um, And and that's uh, God with us. God with us. And so we could have forgiveness of sin. And it says, When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife. So I love this god sends an angel joseph does what the lord commanded him to do the angel told uh the lord told the angel the angel told joseph and joseph's like i'm gone and he goes and takes his wife but he knew her not until jesus until she had given birth to a son and called his name jesus he knew her not so he had no relations with her until after the birth of his son jesus and they had other kids they had other kids, just FYI. So you know, people will put Mary in a place, and that's one of the things the Catholic Church does, and they need to be very careful with, is they put Mary in a place where they say you pray to Mary. You don't, Mary don't hear your prayers. And She had other children, and so we just have to remember that. Um, and so you know, one of the things I really that 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 I love about this scripture is that you see. The importance of, you know, how God used both Joseph and Mary, how God used Zacharias, who couldn't speak until after the birth, because he questioned, the religious one questioned uh, the Lord, uh, questioned a, a, the word that came from the Lord that was given to Gabriel, the prayer that was answered, and and he questions it. And so the Gabriel's like, you're not talking until the baby's born. But I love this group of people. Uh, Joseph and Mary, and uh, Zacharias and, and uh, Elizabeth, um, both John is born with the Holy Spirit in the womb, and, um, and Jesus uh, conceived by the Holy Spirit. And, and you see, they're young, young kids, young adults that are on fire for God. Don't, don't underestimate somebody's age and what God wants to do in their life. And the other thing is is like understand like God wants you to be not not playing house together without being married he wants you to be married he wants you to be married and if if you have been through a divorce i and I think I need to say this because i've i I've, I've taught on this before and I think I've been really uh harsh in my teachings when I talk about divorce and and you know if you've struggled and gone through that then you know i i my prayer would be is that you would not take that into the next marriage meaning that you would pick a a just man pick a righteous man or or pick a a, a woman of a uh, of Mary stature that's uh righteous you know that they're obedient to the father uh following God's word right um and that would be my prayer uh and and at the same time like it, It's tough because, you know, as a kid who grew up from parents that were divorced, this time of year is never easy. Um, It it wasn't like—it was always fighting. Christmas was never—it wasn't peaceful most of the time because we were doing the exchange, and anybody who's been through a divorce, you— you're, sometimes your, your dad would get you on the weekends every other weekend or once a month and then Christmas holidays had to be worked out and mom and dad would fight over that stuff and it was always tough, always tough. And so I understand the stress, the pain, the hurt, all the stuff that comes from it and um, and, and just wanna encourage you to, to keep going, to keep going, to, to keep seeking God and 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 pray for the other person. How hard is that? I, I think about just how much my mom hated my dad and my dad hated my mom. And I think to myself, neither one of them knew God. They weren't following God. I mean, my mom didn't come to faith till late in life and, and my dad as well, And and, and I think to myself, what difference? What a change would have made if they just would have started praying for each other. If they would have, if they would have forgiven each other, uh, and done what was best for the kids. That's what that, that's what I love about Joseph is Joseph was wanting to do what was just, and and I pray that we would have more of that in our in our world today. Is that we would have people that want to do what is just, and. Um, and, and just is is based on god's word. it's based on God's word and that's what we live by and and so when we sway from that um, it, it's very important that we don't I, I, I had something that my this is actually my my grandfather's uh I don't know if you can see it this thing is 1948 man uh, and you know there's notes in here from his mom and this thing was passed down, and and sadly, this was passed down to my mother, who never opened it, who never read it, um, who never lived by it, and and so it's sad when you think about having these type of things to guide your life, and yet you don't you don't live by it, and and so my prayer would be is like what if you have a Bible, use it, live by the Word of God, and do things that are just in the eyes of the Lord. Do things that are just in the eyes of the Lord. Be humble, be a servant, be obedient to the Father. Be just and righteous today. That's what we need more of. Let's pray.